0: If you missed the first episode of this season of Catalyst, go back and listen. If you're caught up, here's where we left off. And Tell me about the day that the shooting incident happened here.
1: He shot 23 bullets into our home at about 4 in the morning. It was unexpected. He was picked up by the local sheriff's department and taken to jail. He did get evaluated by psychiatrists. He was um, found incompetent to stand trial.
0: What competency means is the ability to participate in one's own criminal defense. Some people lack that ability due to a mental illness. If the system worked efficiently, you would go pretty quickly to a state hospital facility so you could get the treatment that you need to come back to jail and then quickly get into helping with your defense. Absolutely right. The biggest problem is that the state of Texas lacks the capacity to provide speedy competency restoration services to everyone who's in need. Hundreds of people right now are waiting in county jail for access to competency restoration services.
1: So I contacted them. The person who answered the phone said, well, it'll be eight months to a year, and I was shocked. And she said, just don't have enough beds. I realized that, you know, he wasn't gonna get the help that he needed, that that sense of relief was false.
0: The VHS tapes are full of Christmas mornings, magic shows, now you see them, and simpler times.
1: Oh, 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 I disappeared! I bet you get Where'd he go? Well, I guess he's gone.
0: Maria Esparza's old home movies show what her family was like.
1: You're recording 1996
0: before her oldest son, Adon began battling mental illness.
1: And there's Adan. Hi.
0: And her youngest son, Alonzo, was still alive.
1: Stop it! Get out, Alonzo!
0: The two boys are most often together on the tapes, pestering their sisters.
1: Isn't she man? just lovely? Stop it, Alonzo!
0: Making funny faces.
1: Hey, what'd you do that for? Hey! A five! Can't come in my room, it's messy. <laughs> so, you just don't want Alonzo in here, do you? So, like. Nope, oh,
0: come in. One clip shows Alonzo playing with a toy gun.
1: There's Alonzo. And he just shot himself with An
0: it. An uneasy okay. memory considering what would happen only a few years later.
1: I'm going to shoot up. I got okay.
0: Ah. for cheese
1: Christmas. There he is. That's Alonzo with a starter pistol. Do not point that. No, I wasn't. You I was pointing it up.
0: Is it over? Your
1: time's up. The dead
2: man. Dun, dun, dun.
0: I'm sorry to hear about the loss of your other son.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: How many years were separating the two of them? Two years. Were they close?
1: Yes. They were best friends. They were very, very close. Losing him was very, very difficult for all of us, but that was Avan's best friend.
0: It happened in March, 2009. Adan had recently ended his tour in Iraq. He'd been discharged from the Marines and returned home to Texas less than three months before that fateful night.
1: Alonso had had some friends over. They were having a party. There was a young man that was uh, older than him that nobody liked in the neighborhood. And Alonso was the kind of kid that just kind of befriended everybody and said, yeah, you can come in. The young man decided to ask him how do you use a gun and Alonso showed him and then he picked up the gun and shot him.
0: And Adon saw his brother. He heard
1: the shot and the screaming and then he saw my other son dead. You know, he thought that he was pretending, but then he realized that, you know, that was real.
0: The man who pulled the trigger fled the scene and kept police searching for three hours with dogs and a helicopter before finding and arresting him. He pleaded guilty to the murder and is now serving 45 years in prison. Losing his 20-year-old brother was too much for someone already suffering from depression and PTSD.
1: He was very upset and just disappeared for about a month. He just left and just wouldn't talk to anybody. That coupled with the the things that he saw when he was in Iraq were just contributing factors to his deteriorating mental health.
0: It's a lot for one person to deal with. I mean, going through everything he went through in Iraq and then coming back and having this horrible tragedy happen in your own family.
1: It was, it was, and it was just, I think this sense of impending doom was something that he felt when he was out there in Iraq that something terrible was going to happen and I think that just triggered everything.
0: For two years, Adon spiraled until the night he shot 23 bullets into his mother's home from the driveway and landed in the Comal County Jail for 216 days, even after being found mentally incompetent to stand trial. He was supposed to go to a state hospital for treatment to restore competency, but Maria eventually learned from a legal rights group her son was one of hundreds of inmates on a wait list to get that kind of help.
1: And she said, your only hope is to get rid of habeas corpus. And uh, I said, who can I contact for that? And she said, well, there have been a couple of attorneys here in Texas that have been doing those, and she named Keith Hampton.
3: I am Keith Hampton. I'm a local criminal defense lawyer here in Austin. I guess as a subspecialty in trying to find ways to protect the mentally ill and advance their interests.
0: What is the reason that you are interested in this topic of law? Because it's inescapable. There is a
3: direct pipeline for people who are mentally ill to be taken directly into jails and prosecuted because in their state of mind, and we're talking severely mentally ill people who are in a completely different reality, usually schizophrenia, and that it's not difficult for them to tripwire a criminal statute. Keep in mind, these are people who are so severely mentally ill, they are found to be incompetent to stand trial. That is profound mental illness because to be competent, all you have to be able to do is to have a rational understanding that you're in court and that the lawyer is your lawyer and not a robot or some other
0: delusion. I met with Keith Hampton one afternoon to go over the evidence in Adon's case.
3: Well, you know the facts of him shooting up his mother's house. And so he came at four o'clock in the morning. He paid a cab driver to drive him from San Antonio to this little place out in the middle of nowhere near New Braunfels. So he brings his gun and he thinks he's firing warning shots. Bam, 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 you know. So the police arrive very quickly. The video is very chilling. He's walking very slowly down the road. And I mean, it was was eerie. And the police, they got their lights on the dash cam and the cop tells him to stop and he's not stopping. He's not even hesitating. He's just slowly walking. The uh, officer gets out and the cop is drawn his gun and tells him, turn around, turn around now. Throw it down, throw it down. And what Adon is doing is he turns around and the gun is right there. He takes the gun out, because he was trained to do this, is you pull the clip out. So he pulls the clip out and throws it into the grass. But while he's doing that, of course the cop has got his gun out and the guy's not obeying me What's he doing with the gun? And Adon came very close to being shot. That was a very scary moment. Adon is indicted with seven different counts over what he did. One count included tampering with evidence because he pulled the clip out of the gun and when he threw it into the grass, they couldn't find the clip. It's a felony offense, so they indicted him for tampering.
0: Keith says these days he rarely takes cases away from the Austin area, but the circumstances surrounding this case and this family caught his attention.
3: They called me and he's still in jail after having been found incompetent. So then they hired me to represent him. You know, I was in the room with him. Uh, There's no glass. <laughs> Looking back, maybe there should have been. I tripped something in him and I saw the face of a very angry guy. I'm telling him what we're going to be doing and I try to explore what is it that you think is happening right now and he gives me a, a story that demonstrates he's not competent. I mean the facial features, he's looking away, not looking at anybody and it's, he's babbling and it's not making a lot of sense.
0: He says Adon's mother had the right idea about that writ of habeas corpus, the reason for seeking Keith out specifically.
3: You used your
0: writ in this case?
3: I did, yeah. The writ informs the court that the defendant that he found to be incompetent and ordered into the state hospital is still in jail, being held illegally. And it enables the court, the writ, the minute I file it, the court immediately has authority to get the person transported into the hospital under threat of contempt. That turned out to work extremely well, so well, that writ has been responsible for literally hundreds of people across the state of Texas being transported uh, into the hospital. And until the whole system's better, that's kind of a good patch almost. Exactly, that, this is basically a patch. Um, We need to fix the thing in its entirety. We need to take the global approach to this. The analogy is uh, we got a guy in jail bleeding to death um, and a doctor saying, well, we're all filled up at the ER. He'll just have to keep bleeding. That doesn't compute. If you're dedicated to restoring these people's health, you don't say, we'll get to you in a year. Just stay in the waiting room and your waiting room is
0: a jail cell. We know that there is a waiting list for state hospitals and the beds there. Should there be more done in jail to help get people competent?
2: I think it, it's a jail by jail situation. So you take my small rural communities, there's not resources internally.
0: There are efforts to develop mental competency restoration programs inside jails so people like Adon don't have to wait so long for help in a state hospital. In recent years, the Texas legislature has allocated grants for such programs in a handful of jails across the state. Comal County, where Adon was held, and its mental health authority have not applied for the funding, but one recipient was the jail in Lubbock County in Senator Charles Perry's district. Why is this issue so important to you? I'm Christian by faith, and
2: there's a redemptive quality in my faith that says, you know, we're all sinners saved by grace, and there ought to be a redemptive quality in that. So I'm not discounting the fact the need for a criminal justice system that has consequences. At the same time, I do recognize people make mistakes, and if nobody really got hurt, or it was a one-off, that maybe we need an opportunity to allow that person to have a second chance.
0: The Lubbock Jail is the only one using the grants right now for telepsychiatry for competency restoration, which Perry says has proven effective not only for treatment, but also for facing staff and funding challenges.
2: The telepsychiatry model, I am told, is working really well where there is actually an intake session with a psychiatrist on the other end with that individual answering questions. And it's not perfect. You're not in person, but you're seeing body language. You're having conversations.
0: Since the program began in 2018, 53 inmates have undergone treatment. And so far, almost half, or 25, have had their competency restored successfully.
2: Next session, you're going to see a lot of discussion from me and people like me that come from small rural communities. The good news is we're, we're still working on it. Be a sad day if you came in here and said, "What are you going to do about it?" We've done all we're going to do. That's that's just not the case.
0: One of the areas the senator says still needs more focus is the speed of due process how long it's taking inmates to get to trial, even after their competency is restored. Once they return to jail, the same treatment and medications they received at a state hospital aren't always available, and any delay can be a major setback.
2: I think we found out that people were going into the system, being incarcerated for six months, getting to a point of competency, but because the trial dates were set so far out, they go back into the system only to find out they lose competency. It's that revolving door
0: there's a real need to continue the care they were receiving in the state hospital to make sure that they are getting the mental health services and taking their medication to keep them competent long enough to stand trial. Right, that's right. Ironically, the more serious the case, like murder
3: or capital murder, the longer the delays, the more likely that you're gonna find yourself in this loop. I wonder if that's not cruel and unusual punishment to have this person loop back over and over endlessly. You can find yourself in a kind of a dark groundhog day, experiencing it again, and then again, and then again.
0: That loop happened in Adon's case. Even after the writ of habeas corpus got him into a state hospital, he bounced back and forth between there and a jail falling in and out of competency for 1,363 days, most of that in solitary confinement.
1: After so many resets and resets and cancellations, well, he was there for almost four years before he went to trial. Every time that we go through something, I, I go through disappointments when things don't work out the way that I want them to, but I've realized that I don't know everything. <laughs> I don't know everything that there is to know. And the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know <laughs> what's next.
0: At times, Maria said it felt like she was Adon's only advocate. The system wasn't set up in his favor. But after years of emails and phone calls to anyone she thought could help, a judge's unexpected ruling on the case might be the exact thing that would save her son. Next time. It started out as an effort to look at cases differently and consider how a person's mental health disorder played a role
2: in the criminal offense.
3: I've felt for years that brain health is like all other health, but it doesn't get the same attention and and also doesn't get treated in the same way.
0: We've created an investigative docuseries along with videos on solutions surrounding this topic and a mental health resource page online to accompany this podcast season. Just go to LockedInLimbo.com. Catalyst is reported, produced, and edited by me, Josh Hinkle, along with David Barrera, Arzo Dost, and Chris Nelson. Digital support for this episode comes from Dax Dobbs, Stephanie Dockery, Rachel Garza, Eric Henriksen, Eric Leffenfeld, Matt Mitchell, Martin Sanchez, Robert Sims, and Kate Winkle. KXAN's news director is Chad Cross, and its vice president and general manager is Eric Lasberg.